Say what? Steve Martin at the end of the show? No way. Well, let's start. Good evening and welcome to Cheater and the Rude from breezy, warm, New York City-ish area. I am Jeff Chrysler, author of the book Get Rich Cheating. And believe it or not, joining me for an interview in a few minutes will be none other than Lee Papa, the author of the Rude Pundit blog and a book and other stuff, which perhaps we will discuss, perhaps not. Who knows what the future may hold, especially if it's an interview that I've already recorded. Look, people, there's a lot going on. There's been a lot of morons, not morons, let's be fair, a lot of humans entering the race. Carly Fiorina uh, is a favorite of mine. She was in my book, uh, low five, almost six years ago. Holy smokes. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, what's amazing to me is that Carly Fiorina, when she drove Hewlett Packard into the ground, she got fired, but got a $21 million severance. And she's a girl. I mean, a guy who would have gotten at least $28 million, right? Actually, uh, Mark Hurd, who followed her and, and performed almost as poorly, but not quite as poorly, was fired and got a $28 million severance. So, more things are terrible, the more they're terrible. There uh, are race issues, there are gender issues, there are uh, issues of sexuality and identity. Um, it's a bubbling cauldron of people finally hearing about the issues that have existed forever. And it's an interesting moment, as I'm sure people will say now and have said for years. And I'm glad to see that uh, the Republicans have nominated a group of people who will make sure we don't uh, discuss or deal with any of those issues. I actually have a um, a bit I've re-visited uh, and started to pull out again. It was an old bit. It, we had to do the Hurricane Katrina, <clears throat> but part of it was uh, basically America is this innocent girl that gets taken advantage of, and Katrina comes and wakes her up, and he, she runs out, runs in the arms of this charismatic black man in Elm. I'm trying to work in the idea that the charismatic black man's like, hey, I'll get you some health care. Here, let me look at your wounds. And as he, you know, reveals her various wounds, he's accused of causing the wounds, uh, which is actually not the case. So, and I'm also working on how to deal with the fact that once his sort of uh, medical care is provided in exchange for spying on America's uh, friends and family and um, you know, increasing the corporate state. He, once that's all <clears throat> revealed in America, um, leaves uh, and sees a woman approaching, and it's, you know, thinks, ah, a woman will take care of me. And yes, she will. Um, though I do give Hillary some credit, as we will discuss in a little bit. Um, I thought she would play it safe and just sort of tiptoe around the issues and, you know, not take any strong stands because it was sort of let's try not to lose it and she's actually addressing some things that uh well the truth is they're middle of the road um but they always seem to, to be um extreme left at least that's how they've been painted and i appreciate that she's sort of entered the <coughs> i don't give an f stage um which is delightful and look, it doesn't really matter who the president is. We're all going to be underwater soon. Um, and as long as that happens, uh, I'm convinced that giving my son swimming lessons is the most efficient way 
to prevent the imminent demise of society. Uh, there's sports stuff that interests me. There's cultural things that don't. But you know what? I think that uh, what we'll do is we'll take a quick break, hear a message from one of our sponsor dating sites, um, and then we'll discuss satire and the future and revisit our old friend Lee Papa of the Rude Pundit. So stick around. When you find the right person, everything moves really fast. Like, I met Cheryl on OK Stupid, and we were married in less than a month. Now, we were raising a child together. Well, not together. It's the I first mean, time we've been in the same room for, I, I don't you know. You don't even remember, you dimwit. Listen, I've never hit a woman. At OK Stupid, we find the stupidest people on the internet. And that's saying something. Birthday money for my grandma. Then we match them up for long, long lives together. Scuba gear! It's an investment! You can't even swim! It's scuba gear! You don't have to be able to swim. You can breathe underwater. Nearly 70% of the couples who meet on OK Stupid have children within the first year. And it's usually a wonderful surprise. How can you be pregnant again? We did it standing up! You'll find the only person in the world who will have you. At OK Stupid. My dad is an EMT and he says my vagina is perfect! You know, you don't even... Welcome back to Cheater and the Rude. We're continuing our ongoing interview series about satire and its place saving or destroying the world. Our guest... This week is Lee Papa, author of the Rude Pundit Blogspot, uh, Rude Pundit Blog, which is uh, blogspot.rudepundit or rudepundit.blogspot.com. Yeah, no one reads blogs anymore, so it doesn't matter. He's, no, no, he's dead to us. Uh, no. He's also author of a book, uh, The Rude Pundit's Almanac. He's written some plays. Uh, he, for a while, was co host of the critically acclaimed Cheater and the Rude radio show on uh, that was Radio Word. One of those titles that we sort of crapped out where. Uh... We were ahead of our time. We were we were the two we were two guys talking about politics and being interesting before everybody that's ever wait, been an wait, open wait. mic. We were being interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, we used to complain a lot about how we had to drive and park on the Upper West Side. Yes, that. yes, that made us so with the people. And we were also, uh, I believe, our description was that we were satirical ninjas. And sure, <laughs> that's right. That's right. And our this, black, you know, wearing black pajamas to the studio helped. Yes, but it actually made us blend in with the rest of the people there. But enough about uh, those. I think, the, I think the big problem is our voices actually sound very much alike. They do. Yeah. That's why I've been able to continue Cheetah in the Rude without you for yeah, uh, almost two years now. It and would no one be knows. really easy. The one fan keeps complaining. It's like, wait a second. Uh, anyway, Lee is here because uh, he uses satire and wit to make some points. Uh, I would say your style, particularly on your blog, is... Um, well, how would you just describe it in terms of the use of language and, and colorful imagery? Um, I always say that I um, that it is a scatological, pornographic uh, take on politics. Uh, I think of it as I'm sitting around in a bar talking to people, and uh, are we allowed to say bad words? Yeah, you can say okay. bad words. Talking shit in a bar, and we uh, and and then this is the kind of stuff we come up with. We spin out wild sexual fantasies about uh, various politicians. We say terrible, awful things about them, and uh, and so that's that's what the blog is. 
It reminds me actually of a more regularly, artfully done version of an old Bill Hicks joke, which I can't remember the characters. It is basically like, let's say it was like Jesse Helms in a bathtub while Ronald Reagan or Nancy Reagan took a shit in his mouth or something like that. Well, I mean, there was the, there's also, I mean, there's so many of them. There's right. the great Paul Krasner uh, uh, piece about um, LBJ uh uh, threatening to have sex in the hole in Kennedy's head. So, you know, I, it, as far as I go sometimes, and, and I've gone that far, right. but uh, it's, it's been done before. Right. What do you – Is has it been a conscious choice? Have there been times when you've thought I shouldn't do this? Have there – what is the response? Like just speak semi-generally about the use of that sort of imagery and language as opposed to those that would pull back and – Try to censor themselves. Yeah. Uh, every time I think I'm about to censor myself, I sort of punch myself in the face. And, and push farther. <laughs> yes. And say, and say, yeah, uh, you know, if you do that, you're letting some kind of force of censorship work. Uh, that said, I will say that there are a couple of words I've pulled back on using because, frankly, because – it was just more trouble than it was worth. You know, if if all anybody's going to do is uh, read the word cunt and then not read the rest of what you have to say, then, you know, why use the word cunt? And uh, and you want a British readership. <laughs> right. Exactly. And when fortunately, you know, Brit, Brit, the Brits and uh, people in Australia, people I have a really strangely large Australian uh, contingent of readers. Huh. Yeah, I feel I feel as if I went to Australia, I'd be welcomed there as some kind of demigod of is it American Australia? satire. Is it Australia that's recently come out from under? Or, no, Australia is <laughs> a good. That didn't mean didn't mean that at all. See, that's how brilliant I am. Uh, the uh, prime minister who was the total prick. Wait, they have the redheaded prime minister who's good in Australia. No, or do they have the really prick asshole? They have the prick asshole who denies climate change while Australia is baking to the point where, and this is, I love this about Australia. Australia is baking so badly that they had to come up with new colors on the weather map to show <laughs> how hot it actually got there. What? Did they, what did they go to the black? Like how – what is the dark it, red? It, it, like, it was – it. you know what? They may have called it menstrual blood red. <laughs> that's good because Mother Earth is – Yes. She's re returned from menopause and that's why there are volcanoes all over the earth <laughs> popping up right now. Um, I thought uh, sort of combining both your use of colorful imagery and also the um, importance of satire and free speech. I think it was today or recently you wrote something about this – Pamela Geller, awful person. We all agree worldwide. The shooting in Texas. Which, by the way, I, 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 I truly did everything I could to hold back from using the word cunt because, uh, you know, it's, it's – but a, sometimes it's just a – I usually reserve it for Ann Coulter. That's where I am now. I think that was actually the first title of her third book. Yes. Cunt. Cunt. Um, should have been. Uh, but Pam Geller, she deserves it. Did you use that word? I don't remember. Did I did not use it. Uh, but you did use a nice image of – and it's a true image and your your point was made and the idea that, that if she, that she – I don't remember if it was you said you would do it or she should see it. The image of her gay basically getting fucked by Muhammad and then both saying to each other – what was it? Oh, it's, it's her getting uh, – if I was going to draw something for yes. her Muhammad – uh, cartoon show. Right. We all know leader listeners all know, so let's not yes. bother. Okay, explaining. okay. So uh, if I was going to draw something, and try to win the ten thousand bucks, I would, I would have drawn her on all fours getting fucked in the ass by Muhammad. Uh, not rape. She was wanting it, mm -hmm. and that and that she a, a bubble coming out of her mouth saying, "Without you, I'm nothing. Without you, I'm nothing." Now I, I was remember thinking about that image, uh, and ironically, one of the first times there was a sexual image I didn't spend a long time thinking about. 
I'm wondering, maybe it should be a joint bubble. Maybe they both are saying, you know, ah, they both are saying at the same time. That would have been that would have been interesting if I'd have had some jihadi that was like, you know, uh, yes. jacking off in her face. You see that there, you, there was a whole other level that I missed. Well, you know, you, you're not a much of an illustrator. So <laughs> yes. if you come, this is kind of the, the frightening thing I've always thought for myself, and more true for you is that if you had the drawing skills to match the images in your mind, we'd all be. Oh, basically. I would I, I would have been arrested a long, long time ago. Um, what I found interesting about the Geller thing, and, and maybe you have, I'm sure you have thoughts on it, is her attempt to throw herself into martyrdom with, um, wh- what did she say, Rosa Parks, I think. She, I don't know if she's yes. outright compared herself to No, she to outright Hatton. compared herself to Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks, because <laughs> she's... I, I don't. I don't. Black and her soul is black. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know how how she was oppressed, Pamela Geller. Um, All her life, she's been oppressed by being a terrible person and having to deal with it. Yes, yes. Um, but also, more importantly, Charlie Hebdo, who we've talked a lot about on the show. Tony had some connections to. Um, has she outright compared herself to the Charlie Hebdo people? Yes, it, she, okay. she's outright compared herself to Charlie Hebdo, essentially saying that she should – I guess we should all be saying je suis Pamela oh, or something like that. Except, you know, she needs to get shot before we say that. I don't believe we are condoning No, we're not. Uh, no, no, no. I'm not condoning it. I'm saying I didn't if, say if, you are. if just... you're going to claim that you are the same as Charlie Hebdo, then you'd better, you know – Be the same as Charlie Hebdo. Yes. Attempted murder. Attempted – being just, martyrdom is not just, the same as yes. Anyway, uh, <laughs> how did you, as someone who we were just talking about using imagery and, and feeling like sometimes things are not worth the trouble? I think Charlie Hebdo made a decision that was different that said there's something that's worth the trouble and we're going to keep on doing it. Well, I I think that Charlie Hebdo thought that <laughs> it really kind of would have been uh, uh, bullshit and unfair to not attack. Islam in the same way that they attacked Judaism and Christianity. Mm. I mean, if you look through some of the covers, I mean, there are some amazing uh, anti-Christian ones. There are some ma- – and it's, again, it's not that it's anti <laughs> – the uh, they're they're not attacking really the the people as much as they're attacking ideas. You know, right. I think uh, Jeffrey Goldberg actually wrote about that today. Um, that 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 they are they were equal opportunity and still are equal opportunity offenders, and in fact, rarely ever put religion on the front of their magazine. So uh, so were they they were being deliberately provocative, and uh, but I think that what they were trying to do is say that. This kind – this is not what Islam is and unfortunately it's been seen by some, even some on the left as being Islamic phobic, Islamophobic. Uh, I think Glenn Greenwald has called it hate speech. Uh, so you know what they were doing, is it funny? You know what? There's an occasional thing now and then that's kind of funny. Mostly it's sort of that crude you know, French humor right. that – you know that a French love a good fart or a good shit joke for some the reason. Jerry, Jerry Lewis was huge over that. Yes, because yes. of all his scatological rape jokes. That's it. That's yeah. it. He so, um, do you think? Uh, I totally lost my train of thought thinking about Jerry Lewis doing scatological. <laughs> hey, lady, <laughs> shit on my face. This is, uh, by the way, that's the second <laughs> shit on my face thing that you've said. Really? Yeah. Are you sure you didn't just interpret something I said as meaning shit on my face? No, I believe if we rewind the tape here, that we don't we, have that. Technology. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we don't. We don't have that. Well, third time's a charm, literally. Um, so, have you? I mean, what I always found interesting about the Charlie Hebdo discussion, and then with Geller, is 
the people that always claim that their free speech rights are being trampled in America, when all that's really happening is, for instance, we stop shopping at Chick-fil-A or we, you know, we say, I don't like what you're saying, shut up, or we ask you to leave a university, which is sometimes an overreaction, but it's not literally killing you and it's not stopping you from saying like pamela geller can go say and do all the stupid shit she wants she just has to deal with the consequences right right um you know let let me tell you how how much free speech is threatened in the united states today i a link from i don't even remember where the link was from but it took me to a petition on the white house website mm -hmm. that was a petition to uh to for barack obama to hang himself to death live on tv the rationale was that, you know, it, we don't want somebody to kill him because he'll become a martyr then and, you know, you don't want that to happen. Now, it had only collected 371 signatures, which – What's the threshold to actually get it considered? Uh, it's like 100,000. OK. So it's – you know, it's not like it's not like at any point somebody's going to have to say, no, Barack Obama's not going to hide – hang himself on live television. <laughs> or no, we're not secretly building a Death Star like that. Right, right, like that. right. So – but it was – But it's that, there. That's free speech. You yeah. want free speech? There you go. Somebody just, just was in – wanted the president to die live on TV. So, you know – Kind of go fuck yourself if if what? if 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 you somehow think that uh, that your free speech is being abridged just because you don't seek to outright uh, provoke someone and uh, you know that's or just because you are don't have a TV show you don't have free speech that's not free speech violation that's just the TV is stupid right I mean that that's what gets me people like will lose a show. Uh, like Rich Limbaugh, when they were talking about trying to get rid of him and like losing his advertisers, like no, he can still fucking write Rush Limbaugh dot blogspot dot com. I mean, like he, there's still <laughs> nobody will read him. Yes. Yes. No, you have quite a readership. Uh, it's, it's, some, I'm, yeah. I'm probably in. Uh, I, I, I found out though that I'm in the uh, the one. I'm a part of the one percent on Twitter. Really? Yeah. If you if you have, you have a, a certain if you have above ten thousand uh, that followers, makes you one percent. That makes you in the top one. Well, if you think about it, there's like nine hundred billion uh, people guess, on I Twitter. I was gonna say. You know, I feel like everybody I look at has like a hundred thousand or something. I, like, I, Don't, I, and it's just more jealousy feeding because I'm yeah, the oldest person. I know. Well, you know, you look at it and you go, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Right. That has a hundred thousand people. You know, and if you start measuring your life by that, and I'm sorry, Jeff, that you do, but uh, I have mismeasured my life. In so many ways, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even give it anymore. Is there anything, a topic you want to talk about, a project you want to you want to work on, anything uh, particularly on your mind? Uh, I mean, you know, you you I think actually voiced Rush Limbaugh for us two years ago. For I, did. Rush Limbaugh I thing. did. I did. I got. I really did that, Remember didn't that? I? Yeah, it was good. It's we have a video of that online. Do oh, it inside Rush Limbaugh. But anything, wow, wow. anything you want to talk about too? The the listeners to the show are are wonderful people. Yeah. Um, is there anything that I mean? You know, I think that uh, I, I feel very depressed about the uh, about the election coming up. I because of the inevitability and unsexiness of it? Or well, just... I mean, it's the inevitability. You know, it's like, all right, are we really – I think I said a couple of months ago, are we really going to have to go through the next, you know, nearly 20 months at that time before Hillary beats Jeb Bush? Uh, do you give win? any uh, – we're going to get sidetracked into another discussion. But sure. do you give any – there's two things about Hillary that have that have recently come across. One is the fact for me she came out and her first as official candidate thing was I'm going to overturn Citizens United. Um, and she said something else. I forget what it was, but I feel like, <laughs> excuse me, 
I was convinced she was just going to play safe right down the middle. On yeah, I heard everything. your sketch earlier. But, um, uh, yeah, and but she actually, I mean, you know, it's, she it, wants it, to expand on uh, on uh, Obama's immigration policies. She just announced that today. Which I don't know if that's a way to say, hey, hey, lefties, get a little excited for me, because the big problem is she's worried that lefties won't be excited for well, her, or, or what it is. You but. know, you know, I wrote something that I got a lot of grief for, which was, and this was before Bernie Sanders got in, and I was wrong in that, and I said that Bernie Sanders wasn't going to get in because there was a point where Sanders was saying. Uh, I don't want to do anything to prevent a Democrat from winning. Right. And he's I'm not go- running as an independent. He's running. He's as a running primaries. as a, he's running as a Democrat. And he'll probably say, "Don't vote for me." Once it, the generals. But right. Anyway. Right. So, but but it was shut. It, could we all just shut the fuck up and support Hillary on the yeah. left? You know, because we do this all the time. We chase that liberal unicorn, and we think that somehow there's going to be somebody that's going to come along and and be that person. And we and because we do that, we end up in opposition to whoever the major candidate is. And we are not part of the conversation. We're not. Instead, it could be, hey, why don't we support Hillary? And now let's talk policy. We're on your we're on your team. Now let's talk about about uh, about what we want, which in a way is I think what maybe Hillary is seeing is actually going to happen. And she's bringing to the table ideas that I think are fairly to the left of what you thought she would be more center she thought she'd already be planning the general election, and it seems like she's actually giving credence to what does the left want. Well, but she—it's not like she's taking. I mean, you know, she's not extreme left. Right? But uh, but but even even the the liberal positions she's taking are actually pretty popular. You right. know, she's certainly not gonna. You know, I think on on immigration, not only. I mean, th- there well, is all the left ideas are pretty popular. They are. They are, except in except in a few districts in except in uh, conservative states. Right. You know what I love though? Just one more Hillary yeah, Clinton yeah. thing. I love. Fucking love that she's going before the Benghazi committee again. Oh, yeah. I think she is going to pants those guys and just rip yeah. their nuts off. This is what I think Hillary is has finally done. She took four years off of being a politician or whatever, two and a half from Secretary yeah. of State. And just like, F it. Like, what, did, what does she have to lose? Yeah. Like, like, and I would love to see that. Will it last? Who knows? I mean, but she has been, she's been in the spotlight and been unrelentlessly, unrelentlessly, relentlessly attacked for... 20 what years now? Yeah, 20, yeah. I mean, like, good for her just yeah. to say effort. What the hell are they going to say at this point? What are they going to say? What are they going to do? And if I lose, so who cares? You're right. She's done plenty. I mean, like, <laughs> right, right. She's probably, is she, is she the most accomplished female uh, politician in American history? Probably. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, you can you make can an argument right. that a Barbara Boxer or something right. like that. Right. I mean, that. the longevity of career, but like, as right. far as, anyway. Um, we we started rambling, and this is why we did the show in the first place, uh, our show. But yes. now we're doing this show, which is the final edition radio hour. Uh, I've been talking with Lee Papa, author of the Rude Pundit blog. Uh, tell me the address again for people. <laughs> RudePundit.blogspot.com. Uh, go check him out. Uh, every day he posts something awesome. And uh, we'll be back after this. They were on a one-way trip to hell with drugs, sex, no tomorrow. And their only code was live fast and die young. Except they didn't die young. So now they're in their 40s. And they look awful. I don't think about tomorrow, Doc. Yes. Well, that's why you're morbidly obese. So what? We all might die tomorrow. One of us might. They dared everything. Because they cared about nothing except the thrill of the moment. Hey, Johnny, what are you rebelling against? What do you got? An enlarged prostate. What do you got? 
Some kind of kidney thing. A sin-streaked story of today's lost generation. What's your game? A little of this, a little of that. On the hustle, huh? Something like that. I work for Uber. That doesn't sound like a hustle. Shut up. Hand me that pie. See the exciting new movie, Live Fast, Die Middle-Aged. Ah, cheater and the rude. You never fail to tease and disappoint me. Look, it's largely about timing, people. Uh, there's childcare and other writing projects. If you guys want to go PayPal me, like, a bunch of money, then I will set aside time to write for this, prepare for this, and produce a high-quality show and get the guests that you deserve. But in the interim, you're going to have to take what you can get. Uh, I love you. I love I do love my listeners, um, my fans. There are some of them, and I give them a hard time and call them the only fan because that's the sexy thing to do. I mean, I do have this whole thing about uh, for-profit colleges that I've been working on. Um, I think it's interesting. I've also been working on a thing for a healthcare app, which is, it has amazing results. I mean, you know, an unintended consequence I've, I've said for years of healthcare reform is bringing it as an issue to the fore and making people invest in it. Just like water shortage in California will do that and, and alternative energy. I mean, there are people that have profit motive and recognize that the profit motive um, can also be um, good for the world. You know, profits don't have to become come from exploitation. Um, they can actually come from productive things. So uh, that's not necessarily true with with for profit colleges. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, for profit colleges uh, are pretty terrible. Um, I think it was Corinthian colleges was just forced to close itself and put sixteen thousand students on the street, or is the cheaters here at, hey, there are 16,000 suckers born this day. Um, mostly it's because they were targeting the poor, you know, which is, of course, just a reimagining of the Robin Hood tale. Be rich, take from the poor, and give to yourself. Uh, I mean, who knew that movie was, so that story was still open to interpretation. It's all lying about job placement, like, oh, yeah, we can get you a job in your industry, but uh, your industry is uh, flipping burgers, right? Waka, waka. So, you know, when I looked at research uh, for profit industries, I hadn't seen so many fake jobs since Ashton Kutcher and Tim Cook met at a craps table and pretended to brush their teeth. So now for that, you'd have to imagine me using my hand to make a craps with a dice shaking motion, haha, and then a toothbrushing motion. Fake jobs. <clears throat> Yeah, once the fake careers took them, uh, the good colleges go in for the kill. Um, the Consumer from Financial Protection Bureau sued ITT Tech for uh, urging students to take out predatory loans. Yeah, in their defense, ITT said, Hey, it's not like we're scamming them. We're just letting them uh, audit our course on financial planning and criminal law, see? Yeah, you're right. It needs work. Look, people, my point is... I got a lot on my plate, and uh, I also um, I hold on to uh, the struggle. Because the struggle is real. Or as my grandmother would say, the kugel is real. So keep that in mind. Send me some money. Buy me my book. Visit Rude's website, blog, whatever the hell it's called. Uh, listen to the final edition, which is coming up. The final edition, by the way, we are about to announce a big partnership deal. Finally, I may have teased this in the past. We have signed paperwork. So uh, get on board now. Tell your friends before 
uh, it's cool. I mean, it's cool now, but you can say you were cool before it was cool to be cool. Um, it's really early in the morning. Normally, the, the this comes together at a better time. You know what? Fuck you. I'm not making excuses. I'm hanging up. I'm not even on the phone, and I'm going to hang up. This has been Cheater on the Root on the Progressive Radio Network. We are moving awkwardly. Please don't uh, put your hands outside the window. Talk to you soon. Uh-oh, I'm getting happy feet! Whoa! But I'll be honest with you. You probably read it in Screw Up Your Life magazine. I mean, People magazine anyway. I used to smoke marijuana. But I'll tell you something. I would only smoke it in the late evening. Oh, occasionally the early evening, but usually the late evening or the mid-evening. So I just just had the early evening, mid-evening. Occasionally early afternoon or the mid-afternoon. Perhaps the late mid-afternoon. Oh, sometimes the early mid-late early morning. But never at dusk. Never at dusk. I would never do that. Okay. Hey, Grandpa.